Well, it's Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Looks like it's going to be a rainy day here in North Carolina. Where you're at, I hope you're having a good day. I've been trying to think about what I wanted this episode to share. This is the second episode of this podcast. And I want it to make sure that it's value added to your day that you can take something away from it that's positive and that you also learn something you can use whether you're in class whether you're on the bench whether you're just in everyday life so probably be a good idea to talk about learning and different strategies that can help you learn better so just off the cuff there's several things that we can talk about we can talk about learning objectives We can talk about how to use instruction. We can talk about testing. Everybody loves testing. We can talk about technology and education. We can talk about a number of things. So I'm thinking back over this past semester about the good and the not so good that the students have experienced. And for the most part, I think the majority of the semester was a positive experience. This was the first semester in their program, and it was tough. Starting this program, the first semester, is always one of the hardest semesters because this content is not easy, and it shouldn't be easy. Imagine if it was really easy to get through a healthcare program, a health science program. Imagine if a doctor could easily become a neurosurgeon and you're going under the knife to have a tumor removed from from your brain or have something done to your brain. Would you want a physician who coasted through medical school or would you want a physician that was raked over the coals? I personally would want the one who went through the trenches, was raked over the coals, learned what to do and what not to do. That is the philosophy I have for this program. It is difficult. It is a two-year program, but I don't teach it like a two-year program. I teach it like a four-year program. I teach it in a different, teach it in a, try to teach it in a manner that's efficient and effective, but also teach it to show you the depth of knowledge, the depth of information we have in our field, and not just scratch the surface of these things, but dig down deep into it. That's how I was trained many years ago, and that's what I want to share with my students. I want my students to be better than I ever could have been or ever wanted to be, and I feel like we're achieving that. So, in order to get there, you got to learn this information and it's tough. It is super tough. Um, Whether you're sitting down learning manual dexterity skills and how to hold a glass pipette, whether you're learning how to use a fixed volume pipette, an MLA pipette, or whether you're performing phlebotomy, or maybe you're sitting down trying to calculate precision for an assay. There are skill sets that need to be established and practiced to, in order to accurately perform the task. And that's what's different in our health science programs than from your general education programs. Not to diminish 
their benefit and their value. But in all honesty, I took an economics class one time because I needed a general education class and I figured economics will help me. I need to learn how to budget a little bit better. What I found out is I learned nothing except one thing and it was so valuable. In economics, I learned about opportunity cost. And I still use it to this day, even though I took the course probably a good 15 years ago. Opportunity cost means that when you make one choice, you lose any benefits that you would have gained from the other choice. So let's imagine that um, I'm at home and I have decided that I could either go out with my friends to a concert or I could stay home and relax and, you know, kind of recuperate from a long week. If I choose to go with my friends to the concert, I might have a good time. Uh, I might enjoy the music. I might, I'm, we, we, we might have a lot of, of, of good things happen, but I might come home and be tired, okay? So I've gone with my friends, but I've given up the chance to relax and recuperate. On the flip side, if I stay home, yeah, I'll feel better Monday because I've relaxed and recuperated and rested, but I've missed out on the experience of the concert. So that is what I learned, the only thing I learned in economics, but I use it in everything I do. So when we're sitting down using these NLT courses and the content in them, it's really important to understand that the instruction you're getting is going to be is going to be used in some capacity in your job. Okay? So even if you have these glass pipettes, these volumetric pipettes and you're like, "Oh, Miss Freeman, we will never use these again." Well, that depends. If you go to a lab that doesn't use them, yeah, you won't. But there are some labs that still use glass volumetric pipettes and serological pipettes. So if you don't have that skill, when you go to that job, you're going to struggle to master it. So when we're learning this content, it's really important to sit down and say these words, trust the process. I had a student early this semester who said, Miss Freeman, you know what? I get it now. I just need to trust the process. And that is true. The students who start MLT programs are not experts at clinical lab science, but the individuals teaching them are. And if you're lucky, you'll get a teacher who's not only an expert at clinical lab science, but an expert at education and learning design. That's why I decided to go back and get a PhD in instructional design and instructional technology because I wanted to be the best clinical lab science teacher that I could possibly be for my students. So as a student in any course, you have to trust the process. Sometimes the process doesn't make a lick of sense and you'll get to the end and you'll be like, I don't even know what was happening. But more times than not, especially in these MLT courses, you will get to the end and look back and see why each step was done the way it was done. What's important during this process is that you don't worry about what's coming next. Never worry about what's coming next. Always focus on today and what you have previously learned and attempt to connect the two. 
So we can talk about learning objectives all day long. We can talk about how to take a test, which we are going to have a podcast about that. We can talk about taking a test. We can talk about writing a paper. But none of it matters if you don't know how to connect what you have learned in the course to what you are learning. And the way to do that is called reflection. And if you're like me, I was never taught how to reflect on things, how to say, okay, let's think about what went well. Let's think about what didn't go so well. And what would I do differently? It's really important when you start each day that you say, okay, let's think about what I want the day to be. Let's think about what happened yesterday that I want to carry into today. And what happened yesterday that I don't ever want to experience again? That's an example of reflecting on how you can have a positive outlook every single day. You do the same thing in your courses. You've got to connect knowledge that you've already been through with knowledge that you're learning. So, example, in micro, we always start with the fundamentals of how organisms grow. The environmental requirements that they need, the atmospheric requirements that they need, the nutrients that they need. We start out with how how they grow, how they replicate, their structures. We try to understand those components and then we move to different genera of organism. We start with staff. Staph is typically easy to see on a gram stain. It's gram-positive cocci and clusters. It's typically easy to identify with your catalase and your coagulase. All Staphylococcus species are catalase positive. Staph aureus is the species that's coagulase positive, okay? Those tests are very easy to do. Those tests are easy to recall, but you've got to reflect on them. So as you're working on it, you've got to reflect back to what you had previously learned. So we learn morphology for gram stains. We learned that cocci are round. We learned that gram-positive organisms have a thick peptidoglycan layer, which is why they helps retain the stain better. You have to reflect back to previous knowledge from a previous unit to connect it. Another example of reflection that can help you remember things is the nutrients needed by bacteria. So we know that all bacteria need a source of carbon, they need a source of nitrogen, and they need a manner to make ATP to generate energy. Well, guess what? They're not much different than we are. We need a source of carbon, we need a source of nitrogen and we generate ATP. So our source of carbon, carbohydrates. Now I'm not saying go out and ingest everything carbohydrate. I'm not saying max out on carbs, even though that's one of my favorite things to do, but we have to have it. Our our cells need it to engage in glycolysis because glucose is that carbohydrate that our cells require. Protein is another example. Your body is made up of amino acids chained together for specific purpose, coded by your DNA. Protein contains nitrogen. Just like uh, carbohydrates contain carbon, carbo, carbon, okay? Proteins contain nitrogen. 
We need nitrogen to build cells, to regulate processes in our body. We have to have these things. Now, among carbon and nitrogen and a way to generate ATP, we also need other things. We need vitamins, we need cofactors, we need coenzymes. That's beside the point right now. But when you're trying to learn what keeps these bacteria living, connect it to yourself. Ask yourself, okay, Candace, what do you need in order to keep living? What are your nutrient requirements? Well, let's see. I like Cheetos and I like chocolate and, um, well, yeah, I like rice. I like pasta. I really like good homemade spaghetti. And now I'm craving homemade spaghetti. Point being, I need carbohydrates. I need protein. Guess what? Bacteria do too. No, they're not mammals. No. But they are unicellular organisms. They are one cell that can survive on their own and replicate into more of themselves. Well, we are multicellular. Human beings are multicellular organisms, but we're one thing, okay? So we need those nutrients to survive as well. So point being of this podcast today, this episode of this podcast, is that reflection is important for learning. Without it, you will never know what you know and what you need to know, what you need to focus on more, what you need to say, hey, I've mastered it. I'm just going to move on a little bit. So my recommendation, if you struggle with reflecting, if you struggle with studying, get yourself a little journal. Or if you like technology, type it, type it in a Google Doc. And every day say, okay, how did the day go? What did I learn? What did I think I learned, but I need to study a little bit more? What confused me to no end, okay? Remember, we shared the KWL chart in the first part of these courses. And that KWL chart helps you look at what you know, what you think you might know, and what you definitely learned or need to study more on. That's really important. So, Focus on reflecting on what you've learned so that you can know what you can need to study more of and what you can say, yep, I have mastered it. Okay, I'll be coming at you again tomorrow with some more insightful information that you can use forever, ever, ever, ever and share it with everybody you pass on the street, even if they don't know what you do for a living. Bye.